It's Miel. You're on the Energy of the Untamed Heart podcast. And I'd love for you to join me today for my discussion with Elise Morgan, author of Go From Miserable to Magical and the creator of the Doormat to Diva program. Uh, Wow. We are going to be having some straight up convo today. So let's get right into it and introduce Elise. As long as you're comfortable in your own outfit, that's all that really matters. You should be, because the comfort in your outfit comes from the inside, not from the outside, which is the perfect lead-in to our conversation this morning. I know that you have a program, Doormat to Diva. I know that you're an author, go from miserable to magical, and that your focal area tends to be us menopausers that have probably felt like we've gone through the ringer and back. So how did this all start right. out for you? Where did this come from? Well, that's, you know, well, it comes from within, right? But yeah. well, I am a former, maybe to do again, pro figure athlete, personal trainer and fitness model. When you're training people, what are you really doing the whole time? I mean, you're obviously teaching them how to work out and do the proper form and nutrition, and all that. But guess what you're doing the whole hour? You're life coaching them. You're basically like the bartender of the gym, right? I found that after doing that type of work and even competing for myself, that it felt almost empty. These people are just constantly looking at their outsides. I found from competing that here are beautiful women and men all around me, perfect bodies. We all have the perfect thank you life, but their insides were ugly or they were so insecure or all the in- inner things are how we feel about ourselves. I want to, I want to help people with that aspect because most people don't want to reflect on themselves on inside out. Everyone's so interested in what they look like on the outside and what they're presenting. That's where the shift came along with, I did have a sister that committed suicide when she was 18 years old. I want to help people not feel that shitty about Mm -hmm. themselves, about their life. So when I first started on this venture, I did go towards the who I was, you know, a, a middle aged, am I middle aged? Whatever, nah. I'm not gonna go there. But going nah. for <laughs> that group of your midlife, you may be going through divorce, your kids grew, you know, uh, are out of the house, yeah. you always people pleased you, you lived for everyone else, not yourself, you're sick of putting yourself last, you're sick of feeling like crap, you're sick of you know, all the things. And you also don't even know who the hell you are anymore. And then throw on top the hot flashes, the menopause and all that crap. So that's what my zone of genius was, especially for my online program. But I have since branched out. I want to help men, women, and young adults to literally love the life that they live. It's not just the middle-aged women, but it is everyone. Uh, We're all here to live our life and love it. A lot of people don't know how to do that. So that's really what I'm all about. I want people to live with passion, find their life's purpose and be happy because it's simpler than you think. So it's so funny you say that because I had a chat oh, a couple of days ago with, with a, a guest and she said, yeah, you know, it's really simple actually, but man, it's really not easy. And I said, "Exactly, I can see that because the answer is so simple. Like we'll just choose it. You want to be happy? Just choose Mm. it. You want to have joy? Just choose it. You want to feel love and compassion? Then just choose it. Sure, our mind says just choose it. And then our mind also tells us all the little lies like, yeah, 
maybe you're not smart enough. Maybe you're not good enough. Maybe who's going to like what you have to say? Maybe nobody wants to hear your opinion. So your little mind starts bitch slapping you really and telling you all these things that your heart is tucked in there whispering to you. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. Come in. I have the truth for you. Although the answer is super simple, choose again, choose love. However, sometimes it's not so easy. And I think that's where a lot of people get tangled up. Are you bird's eye viewing it? My bird's eye view from education and my own experience is it is a paradigm. It's your pattern of thinking and it's your conditioning of thinking in our society. That is literally how most of us are taught to think. And it is part of our DNA too, to have that negative Nancy always speaking to you. It's where your conditioning is from your parents' society, how you learn to either listen to it or not listen to it. What I love teaching is the more aligned you are with your inner being, which whatever you want to call that, your divine part of you, the more you're aligned with that, the louder that little voice will get. And that negative Nancy voice will get lower and lower. I tell some clients, give that negative voice a really, negative Nancy, a really ugly name. You could say, shut up, Karen, whatever you want to name this person. Why would you choose to listen to that voice as opposed to the other voice? You literally have a flip side. I always tell this to everybody. This is why I love like my personal training with it, because this is basically mind training. You're just not used to it. If you are now open and hear or learn how to do this, it just takes practice. If you're doing something for 30 years of your life, and that's how you've been speaking to yourself for, let's say, 30 years, you don't know to do any different. That could be one. And number two, you don't really know how not to do that. So once you learn, it's a mind muscle. It takes some time, but with coaches like ourselves, we are like the magic. I'm your lighthouse in your storm. I'm your magic. I'm, I live in a magical world. And don't you want to live here too? It's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. And sometimes even for ourselves. Absolutely. That's the truth. People think like this pathway to personal self-fulfillment, this pathway to joy, this pathway to happiness. People think it's like, oh, it's going to be rainbows and unicorns and every day is going to be walking over rose petals. Well, heck no, it is not. It might be some really hard going, some really hard going. But what is the ultimate on the other side of the really hard is the beautiful flow. If you get there, if you could be gritty enough, ballsy enough to take a chance, step outside that zone, be willing to call it what it is and just own it without any attachment. Sure. Mm -hmm. But is it going to be simple, easy, easy, easy peasy? No. When I was a kid, your mother would say something like, no, you can't go out with your friends and do whatever. And you'd be like, that's not fair. Life's not fair. You'd go on about it. And I can remember my mother so clearly saying, life's not fair, but it is a gift. So get on with it. As a kid, you're like, what do you have? Right? (laughs) That is an adult. You're like, oh, huh. That's pretty accurate. You know, nobody said that it was going to be easy. Nobody said it was going to be a cakewalk. Nobody said it was going to be nice and smooth and glassy and, you know, the cherry on top, but it's still a gift. And then it's up to us to decide how would we like to unwrap our gift? It's a gift, but how do we want to get to what's inside the box? Us. I see so many 
people who are at the, what we would call, what the average observer might call the top of their game, the primo athlete or the primo model or the primo musician, somebody who we as the general public hold in high esteem. Wow. Look at them. And yet you kind of have the edge of being an insider in that kind of a scenario. And you're saying, you know what? These people have the same worries, concerns, blockages, belief systems, old stories that the average schmo like me has. I'm really curious how that dichotomy felt for you as you're trying to help somebody achieve their career goal physically. Okay, do this to get your body to look like this so you can have this kind of a career. But yet they're absent from the classroom of if you want this to shine on the outside, you've got to have the shine on the inside. Did you, I'm not a model <laughs> inside, maybe, but my current clientele are not athletes, if you will. It all comes down to, are you well-rounded with it? You know, what are your reasons? Why are you becoming this utmost great athlete? Cause there are plenty of athletes out there that even professional sports that we watch, they're more well-rounded. So yes, they're the best at what they do in their sport and they are humble. They have like the whole package. A lot of people go into my industry of that competing and it's all about your body. It may be because of all that low self-esteem or you're trying to get attention from this in that aspect. And even for myself, I loved every part of it. Oh, I think I could do this, but it wasn't about like, oh, I'll get attention for it. Mm -hmm. At least not, you know, Mm -hmm. So I think we emulate what either society or what we think is the best of the best. If you see, it's usually about the outside, everything. It's usually about, oh, look at that guy's great actor. That movie was great. But now with all social media, you see what a train wreck they are outside of this. Basically, it's a job. They just have a really cool job. But are they a really good person? A lot of times they're not. We tend to emulate and put people on pedestals based upon what they're like showing to the world. And yes. a lot of times these people are not aligned with who they are. The balance of how we view society is so odd to me sometimes. And if you want to take careers in and of themselves, like football players and basketball players who are basically doing something really fun. A lot of athletes have proven that they are train wrecks outside of their sport. They have proven it time and time again, not all proven it time and time again. And then you have police officers firemen, teachers who are really trying to help society mold our children and they don't get that salary. Societal norms are not really healthy. I mean, anyone listening to this has clearly heard the message of the power comes from within you and not the external validation of everything around you. That is the easy catchphrase. We all want to get back to our inner power yet we're held in the trappings of our societal upbringing because let's face it, yeah, we're souls in a human body, but we're a human body sitting here on earth because that's the gig. We're here on earth to pretend like you're not and you're not going to have human problems and you're not going to have all the paradoxes and the duality that goes along with being a human. I think that's just a pile of BS if you want to say, oh, I'm so ethereal. Well, you are when you're not your human body. But while you're here... You're going to have to own and accept that you have the trappings of being in a human body with memories and experiences and generational traumas and all the stuff that goes along with, and you're hanging out here in this presentation, in this moment. What I find 
interesting is it's easy for us to sit here and talk about what we see. Sure, you have these people who are great athletes in their field. They're the top of the top. They're the goats. But yet in the training to get to that place, it's almost like a gap in the education. We support one thing and not the other. I agree 150%. We have this enormous mismatch of intention and reality, whether it's an athlete or a model or somebody that we really pedestal, including our big influencers that you see on all the social media places or your actors or actresses. There is an enormous void to me in the building these types of careers, occupations, celebrity status, that piece of developing and really nurturing the harmony of mind, body, spirit to get the well-roundedness is absent. I struggle with like, well, how come it's absent? We have so much available to us in today's world. We're not talking a hundred years ago. We have so much available to us now with technology, with social media platforms, things like this, podcasting, where you can gain value in almost any area you want from making cookies to self-development, whatever your thing is. And yet we still have so much discord between the persona that people put up on their social media because people feed on that. They want to see celebrity XYZ or athlete XYZ And at the end of the day, these are souls in human bodies who struggle with the exact same thing you probably struggled with. I can tell you I struggled with, the next door neighbor struggles with, but yet for whatever the reason, we seem to not look to those folks and give them the grace that, you know what, they are just like everybody else. They just make more money or they just do a particular task or whatever the thing is. It's the conditioning of society that no one's like looking at them as humans. I think that we're conditioned, maybe not as much anymore, but conditioned like doctors or God, you know, whatever the doctor says, society norm is to put this person above you and this person's above you and this person's above you. We're all born exactly the same, no matter where you are in this world, we're all born the same. Everyone has their own unique gifts and talents. But I think we're also conditioned to not look at that person as a human. And they may themselves either pedestalize themselves so they don't want to appear human or they don't want to show their humanness because then they may think that people may not emulate them as much. I think as a society, we're still in the infant stage of this personal development as much as we think there's so many of us around because we're like in our tight little circle. But the general population, sadly, is not up to speed yet. So I think the average person is still walking around kind of not awake. So that's why they're so easily, I'm gonna get on a tangent here, easily manipulated to say the sport, let's not take away from these athletes, athletes are superior. Oh you know, yeah, they, no they doubt. Are, you know, actors, some actors are just, you watch and they're just so, great you seeing somebody on the big screen but then i'll bring it down to like how i always view everyone even when i was younger i always had you know idols i guess you could say i had loved wonder Mm -hmm. woman and i loved 
like bodybuilders, but I, I used to aspire to be like them, not, oh, they're better than me. Still to this day, I have people that I would love to meet in person. Wow, they are whatever, whoever it is. But I always know it from within, they're just another human being. They still go to the bathroom every day the same yes. way everyone yes. else does. Yes. They're still a human being that has to go to the bathroom and they're no different except they had determination. They didn't let, let's say, low self-worth. They didn't have low self-worth. Maybe they had a family that supported their gifts and talents and they just had it from the start where maybe some other other people don't. And I think that's the reason why they stand out so much because they bucked the norm. Because what's yep. the norm? In my opinion, I'm very empathetic towards this, but from looking, most people, a lot of people walk around truly not happy. They're miserable in their lives and they may not be miserable to where they're depressed and suicidal and all that stuff. But on the average, an average person is just kind of going through the motions of life, complacent, existing, kind of going through that conditioned. You go to school, perhaps you go to college, you meet someone, you get married, you work you retire at an older age, maybe have some money to spend, and then you kind of die. I'm a big time believer that that's what we are conditioned to be. In my opinion, you know, from my research is the people with a lot of money, I think it was Rockefeller, he created the school system. And he blatantly said, I don't want thinkers, I want workers. So our whole school system was derived from a man who had a ton of money. You go to school to get what job? Of course, there's a million entrepreneurs, especially now, but are you really taught to be an entrepreneur in school? No, you're not. Absolutely you're not. To become, so to go get a job. And even true doctor is a job. Absolutely. It is. I was listening to Kathy Heller not very long ago, and she came out with a statistic. It may not be the exact number, but I'll repeat it basically here. And she said, the reality is that 90 plus 97% of the population works for 3% of the remainder. So in other words, the majority of our population spends their lives working for that 3% creative entrepreneur business builder. So there's an enormous disconnect. Your statement is absolutely correct. I am a prime example I'm a first-generation American of European parents. My parents, like every parent, we want what's better for our kid. The demands were, you will go to school. You will get A's. You will study X, Y, Z. We expect you to go on to university. You will be this, this, or that, because that's what's considered okay in society. And that's how you will gain respect. And that's how you will be considered successful in their definition of successful. I will say, love my career. I've had a great career. I feel I've provided an amazing service to my community. I love what I do, but it is truthfully what I do, not who I am. And this is a prime example. I decided, hey, you know what? I think I was dropped here to do more than just my job. I think I was dropped here for a purpose to serve the collective and humanity by helping to bring forward some message which is how this podcast was sort of birthed out because I'm not my job. And I think no. you're right that it may have started back with Rockefeller of building universities to develop all the little worker bees, but the worker bees obviously had to go on to work for the non-worker bees. Uh, but 
I definitely feel that is shifting. That is changing. That kind of goes along with the complacency thing. The complacency thing is I go to school, I get a degree, I go work for some whatever. I lawyer, doctor, work for a company, whatever one does. And and that's the paradigm. And I think the shift is coming where people say, I'm more than that. I have more within me than that, that needs to be expressed and shared. And I have the capacity to bring new ideas forward for the next generation and the generation after that, that doesn't involve selling my soul to corporate. So it's, it's really interesting that certainly without the philanthropy of people who built early on in this country, the ability for the next generation to step up, the Rockefellers, the Carnegie's, all those folks, without what they did, we wouldn't have the capacity to do what we do. But that doesn't equal stay in the box. Because there's no growth in the box. No, not at all. You got to get out of the box. No, you see the, we, you see it, but I still think it's in its infant, infancy stage, you know, especially with the schooling and what you, what success means in our country, if you will, in other countries as well. And there's nothing wrong with working for someone. I always say that there's nothing wrong with getting a job. And if that's mm-hmm. where you feel secure and you really feel connected and nothing wrong with that at all. It's just, I like to ask people, why are you doing this? Where is it coming from? Is it you always wanted to do it? It has to come from within and what comes from within, it doesn't matter what it is. It has to come from within. I, I'm on a mission to do, to, to go more towards young adults. Although going through emotional pain and dealing with things actually gives you so much growth and knowledge and empathy. And it, it's the experience. I tell people all the time, you don't say, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening for me? Because everything you're going through is for you and you want to learn from it or see the good in it. it. You know, there's the glass is always half full if you choose to see it that way. In essence, you had said something, life can be hard and it's really not supposed to be. It's supposed to feel easy. You might have contrast and conflict, but it's not supposed to be so hard. So it's not supposed to be that hard. If you don't have contrast, you'll never really know what you really do want. Correct. But we tend to we tend to focus on the stuff that's happening that we don't want because we it's factual. It's going on right now. And I get the whole, we're all like that. We were taught like that. And then you have to learn to not focus on what you don't want. You want to focus on what you do want. But because of society, we're taught to focus on the negative. Abraham Hicks teaching is the reason why the news is constantly giving you the bad news is because you constantly are watching it and you constantly are asking for it. And it's this vicious circle. If we as a society would stop watching it and stop being so tuned to it, maybe they would stop sending us this kind of news. If you want to play in the same bandwidth or the same frequency or the same radio station, if that's where you yes. align to and that's where you tune to, that's what you will hear. If you don't want to listen to the jazz station, then don't be on that bandwidth. Put it on the rock and roll station and that's what you will hear. It's the same thing with do you like to watch the news and be told all the things? It's a choice. You don't have to turn your TV on. You don't even have to. You could turn your TV on and watch, I don't know, whatever you want, but you don't have to turn it on in the news. 
So that's a choice. And so I, I see so much of, again, there's this like discord between, I really want to develop myself. I really want to get better. I really want to improve. I really want to take my power back. I really want to find out who am I at my deepest place. And then we actually, by our own choices, kind of stumble over ourselves because then we do what? We pedestal somebody. We turn on the news. We compare ourselves. We talk dirty to ourselves like you're not this, you're not that. It's always interesting to me that the things that we say to ourselves, we might never actually say to another person. What makes it okay that you can have this conversation with yourself that you say and judge and assess yourself and use verbiage against yourself in such a way that if you actually said that publicly, somebody would look at you and say, what the effity foo-foo is wrong with you? You don't talk to people like that. But yet you do it to yourself. You can never say that I'm never going to have a thought like that because it's impossible. They do creep in and just come in because it's subconscious, but it's what you do with them. The key word that you said that I would like to hone in on is you have choice, correct? Mm. But we don't know we have choice until you're kind of taught. And that's sad too in society. I didn't know when I was younger, I had a choice not to think these things or not to do these things. You kind of don't know. And then when you know, it's start to, you know, either do self-help or hire something, somebody like us, or maybe go to therapy, whatever your personal development choice is, or whatever propels you to go for it. You start, it's almost like, that's why I call it being awake and it's the magic place. You're like, wow, oh really? You never thought that you had a pattern of thinking because you didn't question it because you didn't know you could question it. So it's a whole thing. So it is. when we talk about like the radio station for the, the listeners that are not understanding is that, if you are listening to a radio station to music that you don't like, you can't get mad at the station. You can't get mad at the DJ. You can't say, oh, I wish they would play rock and roll. Why aren't they playing this? And that's what people do. They look at a circumstance or what they're in or what they're seeing and complain, complain, complain. But all you got to do is change the station to what you want. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Like, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Or if you learn not to listen to it, then all you got to do is switch the station, flip the script. I mean, we speak about this like it's nothing because we're kind of seasoned in it. It's kind of like with personal training, like, or nutrition. I could speak to somebody who's never done it before. A lot of our listeners, they might not even understand what we're talking about. Why you are, I always say you are a worthy, deserving human, a spiritual being on this earth with a purpose. You may have gone astray because you didn't know that you are your own power. And as long as you are open to hearing and learning and moving forward in a positive way, then it's a, it's a done deal you're going to. I think sometimes with society, I mean, even the young kids, they don't know. They only know what is their surroundings, their parents, it's the conditioning. It's mean? conditioning. There's a whole list of things that go along with that is, let's be real, when you're five years old, you don't really get a lot of choice. You kind of got to go along with the flow because you're five years old and mom, dad says, this is the way it's going to be. You're going to go to bed at seven 30 and you're going to eat your Brussels sprouts and you're not going to play with Susie. And you just kind of go, Oh, okay. You know, fine. Because you're five. But when you are an adult, you absolutely have the choice of, do I want to replay the tapes? Do I want to just keep hitting the replay button and do the same thing? Or 
would I like to not replay the tapes and make my own new tape? And that was a wake-up call to me. I know that sounds very silly because, you know, I know that sounds silly. Oh, I was same thing. But when part of get what was wrapped up for me, I'll tell you personally, for me, it was very high on the list of expectation that you always respect your elders. Whether you agree with them or disagree with them, you still were deferential and offered respect, which means that you didn't necessarily choose. You basically just suck it up, buttercup, and shut up. <laughs> Don't say anything until you're on your own. So you didn't necessarily have to agree but as a child, you weren't necessarily given the freedom and the openness to say, this is my two cents. This is my opinion. I am choosing otherwise. But certainly as adults, we have the capacity for choice. I think at the end of the day, when we talk a lot about taking the power back, it's having the awareness to recognize that one has the capacity for choice. Now, whether or not you use the choice you use the capacity that's a whole different deal a lot of what i offer on this podcast i call it energy awareness you have it's showing people the beginning of the change starts with the awareness and the understanding mm. of when you become aware now you can see you have the potential or the capacity to make a choice what you do with it is down the road Awareness is the number one step that I have in my coaching. The awareness is key. And I think that is where a, a lot of people don't even have awareness. If you don't even have awareness, you might not even think you need help. But then again, awareness is, I think, the awareness is the choice too, because I think a lot of people maybe even subconsciously, um, or I would say unconsciously, they don't want to be aware. Because when you're aware, you have to take action. Mm -hmm. let's go back to the personal training i want to get fit i want this i want that and then you're like okay we have to give you a, a better nutrition plan and at least at least start walking I'm like oh i don't want to do that i don't want to do that you know so Is, isn't can't i just yeah. like, take something for that <laughs> yeah and i i always <laughs> tell everybody i'd be the first i'd be the first in line because I grew up, I want to go a little history. Like I grew up in a binge eating family. Like that's how you ate. You binge eat. Like that was normal. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I can, you know, pack it in if I want. I always say I'd be the first in line if there was an injection or a pill that you can just chill and be healthy and eat crap. And there isn't. The magic pill is going to the gym. You don't have to necessarily be a bodybuilder. Do something. Move your body. Our bodies were made to move almost every day and to eat definitely more healthy than our society is. Or there's the choice too. I don't want to live that way. Then yes. be quiet about being overweight, unhealthy. So there is choice in society. I want to get on, this is a whole nother podcast, but you were saying about when we were five, like when we were younger, we were taught you respect your elders and you were basically taught good or bad that you didn't have a voice like what you'd said you really didn't because you're young now i think to compensate our society went so far the other way and i'm also giving my opinion now the parents are enabling and now the parents aren't giving discipline and structure because little johnny is getting upset and little johnny has a voice and he has an opinion and he met very well may have input but there's still five or there's still six. You teach your child. Everything's a teaching moment. 
And yes, there is an authority with parent and children. That's what I'm seeing for like the yes. young adults. That yes. Parents have enabled, have enabled these kids so much that, and I'm not saying all parents, but majority of who I saw my kids growing up with, enabling so much, not letting them go through anything hard so that now they're becoming a young adult and they can't even handle life. They can't handle anything because they never had to. So you they're not letting their contrast. kids break out. I, I don't think that when we say life, life is hard. Okay. Life can be hard. Life can be challenging. Life can be flow and ease. And the thing at the end of the day to let you know, where are you in that is a lot of it is mm. choice. You can choose it hard or you can choose it easy, but choose it easy doesn't equal challenges, roadblocks, and speed bumps won't come up, but those are just opportunities to choose again. If you want to come to the speed bump and choose the hard road, that's on you. If you want to come to the speed bump and choose the easy flow road, that's on you. So, you know, absolutely it comes down to awareness and choice I think your statement is so accurate. Once you have the awareness, you have to take action. It's almost like you can't unsee what you've seen. You can't unsay what you've said. You can't unhear what you've heard. You know, it's sort of like once you have the awareness, like you can't go back. You can't crawl back nope. in the box once you have the awareness. Why do some people choose to stay in the zombie zone, unawake, whatever you want to call it? Because at some very deep level, they know <laughs> once I own this, once I acknowledge this, once I see this, I can't unsee it. And there it is. I think that's just so fascinating yeah. to me that you have the people who really are trying to creep over the edge of the box to see what's on the other side. Like, oh, let's go check this out. And then you have the folks that are like, la, 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 you know, that that old I don't see, I don't hear, I don't talk because it's safer in the box, but safe doesn't equal fulfilling. Oh, nope. Nope. And so. you know, things that when you mentioned speed bumps, problems, I call it the construction site. Just because something is in front of you there, you can look at it as a problem or you can look at it. Oh, how do I go around this? And how do I go to the other side of this? And so it's all about like, is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? Cause Truly, it's all how you look at it. And that's what I mean about life being, it doesn't have to be hard. You might have conflicting and contrast stuff, but it doesn't have to be like this hard, this victim-y state of being. You don't have to be that. There's ways around whatever you're going through. If it's horrible, is always going, you could look at something half yes. full. You can look yes. at hope. You can look at look ahead. So, yes. But I do think being in that zombie zone that you speak of is sometimes not even aware like it's not even like they're choosing they just they're so deep in that that it's just it's their just norm they it's just having... their norm sure their so norm listen and i bet even... you people really yeah, want to reach no. out to you because they know that you know oh, <laughs> so how it. do they find you so they can know yes yeah, so the easiest way is www.elisemorganspeaks.com everything's there. There's the book, access to the book there, access to my Instagram and access to me. And you can read a little bit about me. And I would love for anyone to reach out just to even have a little chit chat. Perfect. So it's thank fabulous. you for uh, having me on. Absolutely. I'm going to pop all your information in the show notes. I'll put it all in the show notes. It'll be really easy to find you. 
Holy Hannah, wow. Those are some straight up powerful truth bombs in today's episode. You can find Elise and all of her offerings at www.elisemorganspeaks.com. Please tag a friend if you love today's episode so they can listen to the episode and more. Subscribe so you don't miss any new releases. They come out weekly. And you can find me for more conversations and insights on Facebook and Instagram at Miel Fox or on my website at www.foxdenenergetics.com. Grab my free PDF to discover seven ways you might be blocking yourself from hearing your heart. As always, sending so much love to you all.